In this episode of the podcast, we speak with Dion Khadija, a blogger, mentor, and the founder of Her Destiny, a growth community for young girls, and also the founder of A Broken Vessel, a community platform designed to journey together through brokenness and emotional well-being and refined faith. In this episode, she also speaks on domestic abuse, how it impacts our well-being and our overall mental health. Hear her um, navigate her way from childhood all the way to adulting and also shedding lights on the many different ways we can be whole. Please, please, please hit that subscribe button if you're not to get a ringer on everything Stuck in the Podcast and also follow us on all Stuck in the Platforms at SITM Podcast. Free rolls gonna roll and we get to the episode. Don't go anywhere. You won't feel good. Dion, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice I've ever been given. Right now, I'll say the one that I can think to that I tend to keep in my heart is um, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. Speak a little bit about that, because I feel like that's really that's really grand. Speak a little bit about it. What, what does that really mean to you and how and how does that reflect in your life currently? So for me, that that's literally like the epitome of me. And honestly, it's when I heard it, it's kind of what became my green light. So I tend to struggle with being a perfectionist where I think that everything has to be completely put together in a certain way or the way I envisioned it before I can, whether it be release it or put it out or just whatever um, that consists of. I just tend to think like, okay, no, I can't do this or I can't put my name on this until it's all the way put together. But then it's like, that causes for delays, unnecessary delays. And then it's just like, think about how much you're missing in the time of trying to feel like, okay, it needs to be perfect before I can do it. Um, and it's just like, it, it doesn't have to be that you can figure it out along the way. Um, you can perfect it along the way. And it's like, you have to start with some type of rough draft anyways for you to be able to figure out what needs to be changed, what can be added. So trying to wait on something to be perfect, you're gonna end up missing out on time. And then it's kind of to say, who's to say that you're gonna ever get that time back or the opportunity for certain things again? Right, right, right. To the listeners watching right now who've never know, um, met your acquaintance, right? Who is Dion Khadija? Who, who is Dion Khadija? It's funny because my therapist had asked me this question before and I didn't realize how stumped I was because I tend to want to run to say, oh, I'm a mom, um, I'm an accountant, I'm a girlfriend, I'm a daughter and all these things. It's like, I start to cling to all these titles and hats I wear when it's like, Dion Khadija in the simplest form is just a regular human being who is dedicated to becoming the best version of herself. Um, just constantly learning, um, seeing what areas I can grow in. And then also as I learn, seeing how I can pass that down to other people who may be struggling with the same things I've overcome or um, just people who I can just pour into or just shed light on and also gain information from. So in the simplest form, I'm just, I'm still stepping into Dion Khadija and still figuring who I, who that is. And I feel like you always put the life, right? Yeah. Uh, you spoke about learning and you also mentioned that you're an advocate for all things healing and restoration. Speak a little bit about that. What do you mean by healing and restoration? Yeah. So 
I feel like, it, and it kind of plays into the name of my blog, um, A Broken Vessel, but I just feel like I've just always felt broken at core. Like something was just like not always there or I was missing something or um, just trying to find ways to figure out my identity and put that together. And it's like, you know, I tried to find myself in so many different ways, things that broke me even more, things that might have, you know, they served as glue and it might have held for a little bit, but it wasn't truly what I needed um, until I truly encountered and developed my relationship with God. And um, that's when I really realized that he is our soul healing power. Um, and restoration comes from him. Um, and, you know, now having found that um, light and, you know, just developing my relationship with him, I'm just super passionate about other people doing the same. Mm -hmm. And I just pretty much just letting people know that, you know, healing is available to all of us, you know, um, just through Jesus, of course, uh, we can all be healed and restored. You know, he, he died for us for that. Right, right, right. You mentioned a broken vessel. You're the founder of a broken vessel. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket science to kind of understand what you mean by a broken vessel, right? But for context purposes, can you please tell us what a broken vessel is to you and yeah. what your brand represents? Yes. So I like to define a broken vessel as anyone who has endured the bruises of life um, and they're allowing God to refine their pain for purpose. Um, they are committed to inner healing, reshaping their truth, and just showing the world what it looks like to be gracefully broken. Mm, I don't. Uh, I'm all thing education. I really love education. Um, I love seeing people attending Greater Heights in education. Uh, one thing that I noticed, you know, from your IG page or, you know, your press kids is MBA. My last name is MBA, but that's not mean that I have a master's in business administration, right? So okay. you, one, you showcase that. Speak to us a little bit about, you know, your educational background and how that has led you to where you are presently in life. So my educational background is actually like a two-fold story. It's kind of funny. So um, technically, my undergrad, uh, my bachelor's is in accounting, and I'm currently an auditor. Um, but having worked in this industry, I truly have been real last year is when I finally like stepped into peace with it that this is not for me and this is not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, I more so chose accounting just, you know, in African households, it has to make sense. Whatever your your parents don't care what you're studying, they'll, they'll send you to school, whatever, just make it make sense. Right. And, um, you know, being Sierra Leonean and then also being raised by a single mom, She's kind of just like, I need you to go, go, go. Like she's super heavy on education first. It, I don't care what you do in life, education, education, education. Um, so I kind of just like, okay, well, you know, back then I'm just like, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I mean, I guess I'm good at numbers and math, you know, like that was my, my strong suit at the time. So I kind of was just like, okay, Dion, you're running out of time. Like, what are you going to do? Like your mom's not about to just leave you here at the school while you still try to figure it out especially on her coin you know okay. so i kind of just like okay my family comes from a background of numbers my grandma was an accountant um back home so i'm kind of just like you know she, my grandma literally taught me my numbers like from day one so i'm kind of just like okay you know you enjoy it um i guess just like go with it 
And it kind of became one of those things where it's kind of like, okay, well, you're a little too far in now to try to back out. So you might as well just go all the way. Um, and so I finally just like got into it and I'm doing well and stuff in it, but you know, just leaving work, coming home, you're just like, I'm missing something. I'm not fulfilled. Um, so that's kind of what encouraged me to decide to pursue my MBA um, so I can begin to kind of just transition out of that field and maybe more so onto the entrepreneur side. Um, and I know nowadays a lot of entrepreneurs, they're self-taught and things like that, but I'm low-key like an advocate for education and stuff. So I kind of wasn't comfortable just like jumping into that without really having some type of knowledge right. within within the field so I kind of just like okay the good thing about an MBA is that I can do consulting which kind of goes hand in hand with um you know me being an auditor and stuff like that in the case that I ever need to come back or I want to stay here whatever the case is I can do that but then my MBA will also serve as like a door opening into um you know, me running my own businesses. So, you know, once I finally get to a point where I can develop um, writings from a broken vessel into an actual like community platform in the way I desire, and then also my nonprofit for young girls. So I kind of was just like, okay, the, the good thing about, the, about this is it's universal. I can use it for, you know, my technical profession or just my own passion profession. And that's how we got that. That sounds really great. You know what I mean? Um, how far are you in it right now? Are you done with your MBA? Do you have it? Yep, I actually completed my MBA last March. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to walk the stage and stuff um, as I desired um, because of COVID and everything. But my great family and boyfriend and friends, they um, they threw me a surprise drive-by for it. So I got to celebrate. And that's what's up. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Nothing like family. Yeah. Um, Still speaking on the broken vessel, right? You mentioned that um, you found your voice and you aim at sharing your truth to encourage others to become their best versions. Um, can you break that down? Can you tell us a little bit how you're going about that? How you um, trying to get people to always you know, see light or shed that bondage that they carry on their shoulders, you know, on the day to day? Speak yeah. Um, so for me, writing from a broken vessel was honestly just something that was formed in my bedroom. Um, I, growing up in an African house, um, as most of us know, you can't really talk to your parents about like a lot of the things that you're really enduring because for one, mental health is almost non-existent to them. So Lord forbid you tell them, I feel depressed or I feel like I'm struggling with this. They're going to just tell you, go pray, go sleep or you know, you're talking about nonsense. You don't know what you're talking about. So for me, um, that resorted into me doing a lot of journaling um, on my own, just as a personal outlet. Um, and you know, you know, I was the girl with the diaries and the journals and stuff like that with the locks on them and all of that. But I really noticed how much that really um, did for me, you know, just for one, how I truly came into seeking God and then how I finally kind of decided like, okay, you know, this is doing well, but obviously like some internal things are like really going on and you need to start seeking um, more. Um, so, you know, and I was always afraid of my voice because either if I spoke up, I felt like 
oh, you're too sensitive or you're too passionate about this and that, or like, you know, you have a problem with everything. So I kind of like subconsciously silenced myself. And then also a lot of the things that I would go through, I wouldn't share with anybody, especially my friends. Maybe I might go through something behind closed doors. And then weeks later, I pop back up like nothing ever happened, you know? after just ghosting people for weeks or whatever. And I just really kind of realized like, okay, this pattern is not healthy. Like you need, you need to share, like you need to speak, like you need to open up, you know, that took a little while. And if I'm being honest, I still struggle with it. Most days I'm a lot better at it now, but um, I kind of just realized like, you know, there is power in your voice and there's power in transparency. Um, so that's just something that's really important to me and i kind of want others to do the same because i know at times we don't want to be looked at as the weak person or as a burden to other people but it's kind of like you know lord forbid um you know it, it becomes suicidal thoughts and no one knew um and somebody could have gotten you the help you needed just by simply like even if it was just one person if you just told them um you know, so I think about things like that. And then also I like to think about how much our testimonies and our transparency can set somebody else free. And honestly, that's kind of really what happened um, in 2018 when I finally decided like, okay, I'm gonna take this stuff and go to therapy. I kind of used my own personal page just to start sharing like, you know, different little quotes or I'd write little things here and there. And, you know, people would write me and be like, oh my gosh, like, this really helped me or I really needed this and you know, so on and so forth. And I kind of started thinking like, okay, um, you know, maybe like all of the stuff I've, I've gone through and stuff like that does have a purpose and it, it, it will help somebody else. Even if I felt like, dang God, like this is kind of unfair. Like why I gotta be the one to get crushed in this way. Um, you know, just seeing that it encourages somebody else to want to open up or to want to share. And I think a community like that is important and it's needed because we don't rarely ever see that middle space of healing. We just, people are either down or they're up. There's no, like, we don't show that gray area. And I think that's very, very important because we need to make it look realistic and we need to make it look achievable. Like, you know, you don't have to be this grand person or this person of a certain stature to say like, oh, I did this and anything of that. It can be the person right next to you, you know? So that's literally just um, the purpose of my little community there. Um, just wanting everybody to invest into their healing and, um, you know, just to search for that deep rooted place within them and, you know, just bring that to light. That sounds, that sounds really great. Um, let's speak a little bit about um, domestic abuse, right? Because I feel like that's a huge component of mental health that yeah. you know, people turn to hold inside and not really speak up on, right? And still turn to get the same impact day in, day out, or week, weeks, months, and all that stuff, right? And they just sit in it, um, expecting something different to, you know, occur. Meanwhile, they can harness that power and take back, you know, what's solely theirs. Um, but not to really, you know, speak on that for me, I really want to hear, um, you've been a victim to, to domestic abuse, right? How does this impact your life then and now? And how have you been able to heal if you have to this point? Yeah. Um, so the crazy thing about, um, the domestic abuse that I feel like I endured, I don't during the time, I don't think I even ever labeled it as such. 
um, I think I kind of watered it down a little bit or I, you can say made excuses where I was kind of just like, oh no, he's passionate in this way. So this is why he becomes aggressive like this, you know, um, until it took for like the final straw where it did, you know, pretty much go too far where it led to me, um, you know, having a broken shoulder and having to go to, um, the hospital and having to wear a sling for a couple of months where I was just like, you were making excuses this whole time. Like, no, this has been domestic. Um, and you know, back then I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed where I was just kind of like, how did this happen to you? Like, girl, like, how did you get so far low to this point for this to take place? Um, I, I didn't even want to share with my friends, but it was kind of like, how can I not? Like, how am I going to even get through this? Because at this point, also my daughter had been born at the time. So it's kind of like, I literally needed the physical help because I was one arm down. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of had to sit and reevaluate myself and just how I look at myself, um, because obviously that's a direct reflection of the choices I make. You know, if I, at the time, I obviously did not see myself um, at a higher level because I wouldn't have allowed myself to endure certain things or to stay in certain things, knowing that it 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 is not well and it doesn't serve me any type of benefit. Um, but one thing, especially you know, just in my walk with God, is you know Him having to just reveal to me that we can still be made new. And we can be made restored. Um, and, you know, he takes that shame away from us. It's not something that, you know, we have to try to hide from the world. Um, one of my favorite verses is actually that came from that is actually um, Genesis 50, 20, where it says, you intended evil against me, but God is going to use it for good. And that's generally how I like to look at my life. You know, this might have been a bad situation that took place. Um, you might have gone through some crushing moments, but God will literally still use it to be the thing to cultivate somebody else. Um, you know, he'll still, it's almost like the thorn in our side, like, you know, he'll still kind of use that to glorify him. Um, and I think now I'm at a place where I'm appreciative of that, where I'm able to look at it like, okay, you know, God, I know back then I was trying to be the leader of my life and things like that, but I trust you. Um, and I trust that you're going to do something with my story. Um, you know, just to bring glory to your name and just to show other people that it is possible to be able to walk out of situations that just look shattering. Um, you know, he says that we'll come out of the fire unscathed and I truly, I believe that. I cannot continue without asking this question, right? Uh, yeah. I don't feel like it's going to be fair to all the listeners, but um, since then, since then, have you um, got into any other relationship? And um, how has this relationship been um, contrary to the other? And what I'm really looking for specifically is just that trusting factor of it. And you mentioned you got a daughter, right? So um, how has this man, right? Shout out to him, by the way, <laughs> step up, right? To not only, you know, be better for you, but for your daughter as well. Yeah, um, that's a great question. And yes, I actually, it's funny because when I left that previous relationship, I want to say my current boyfriend kind of 
came into the picture or started trying to pursue me maybe six to seven months after. And when I say I was just completely like, no, I was just like, no. And it's funny because his thing was always just like, uh, what did he used to say? I think he would say something like, okay, like you shouldn't block your blessings. And I used to get so offended because I'm like, who told you that you were a blessing? Like, you don't even know me and I don't know you. Like, what are you talking about? But you know, later down the line, he truly has been nothing but a blessing. Um, it, it This has been the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Just the way that um, he cares for me and my daughter, just the way that he serves me and affirms me, it's, Sometimes it's unbelievable to me. Honestly, if I'm telling the truth, coming from such a toxic and dysfunctional relationship, I tried to sabotage this next relationship just because I was so used to turmoil and fighting and something always going on. It's like, even he had to tell me like, look, I know you're used to like, you know, a lot of like problematic things. He's like, but I'm a chill guy. Like I don't do that whole arguing thing and things like that. And honestly, I had to check myself at the door because I'm like, girl, like you're going to bring poison in from somewhere else and you're going to ruin this for you. And, you know, that wouldn't be fair to you. You're later down the line, you might beat yourself up about it because what if this really is the person that God sent to you? And I do think that he's been, he's definitely been the epitome of that. Um, you know, he was, he's been very patient um, as I'm healing myself and as I'm just trying to figure out certain things and just like with how we navigate the relationship, you know, he, he meets halfway there. Like, you know, I, I can only imagine how annoying I can be at times just because I'm just, you know, I still have a little bit of PSTD just from, you know, past mistakes and things like that. So sometimes it can feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But then I also had to finally get into the habit of telling myself that you prayed for this and you're deserving of this. So don't ruin that. You know, um, God wants you to have this and that's okay. And it's okay to trust yourself and believe that this person is for you. Right. Um, another uh, role question. Shout out to Sir Charles and the rest of the other um, and the rest of you know the SITM um, family. Um, biting the couch talk right now. And one topic in the couch talk that um people have been really hyped about lately is this whole marriage thing and relationship. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, being that you know um he's been that guy that you know you've prayed for, right and only human beings right we not perfect right we turn to you know make mistakes sometimes not just a man or woman right but yeah. humans in general uh, you have your shortcomings you got his shortcomings how do you you personally navigate um those moments when you're not having your way or when you feel like um not really going the way you see it and you want to slam your foot but you also know that maybe you're just being too hot you know what i mean how do you navigate situations like that hmm. so it's funny because that's actually something that we are still learning but we're a lot better so something that we really had to realize is communication is if not the most important factor and then also something i forgot where we heard it and but it's like tremendously blessed us is that um 
it's not us against each other. We're on the same team. It's us against the issue at hand. So instead of trying to respond to the other person, like they're an attacker or like they're against you or anything, just understanding that you guys are coming from two different perspectives um, on the matter at hand. And that's completely okay. You know, you can agree to disagree. Um, you don't need to start attacking the person as if they're, they have some type of ill will or they've done something malicious towards you. Y'all can very much still like navigate whatever the question or disagreement is at hand without feeling like this person is not for you um so for me i can so we're both we're interesting because i can tend to be a little hot-headed and i like sometimes i can think that i know everything and i'm not wrong um but i've definitely had to learn to take the back seat of just because you see it this way doesn't mean that his point of view is wrong like you know that's okay this is you know we we come from two different backgrounds anyway so there's things in his childhood and his upbringing as well as mine that's, that has now shaped um how we see things and the reason why we might have a difference in something um, so just trying to definitely meet halfway on that and understanding that. And then also understanding that sometimes somebody will have to get the short end of the stick, but not necessarily classifying it as that. I It's kind of more so just, okay, you're sacrificing this for that um, because the person is going to do the same thing for you. And then also something that I'm learning to be very, very big on is choosing peace above all. Like, honestly... I might like we both might have tried to pick fights about things, dumb things at that. But sometimes just like it, your peace is a lot more important than trying to be right. And I'm I'm finding I'm finding peace in that. Um, so that's definitely helped us a lot. Yeah, peace of mind is my number one thing too as well. Um, I'd rather just you know sit here and not talk to nobody than talk to people and have a headache. So. I definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting a different result right so we we're speaking a bit about um, domestic violence and um well not that we know but we've seen situations where people are uh, being abused but they still sit in their current situation expecting something different or some miracle to you know come from heaven you know and save them what advice do you have for people who are currently in domestic um, abuse situations or just in any abuse situation right and they don't know how to you know maneuver their way out of there or um, they're sitting hoping that something will change but it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah so something that i feel like i've noticed is most times people are already mentally gone before they're physically gone um so a lot of times you're really just sitting there just because you're probably just numb. It's probably not even that you don't want to leave. You're just kind of like, I'm so used to this way of life, like what else is out there? But I would probably just encourage people to believe that God is here to give us greater. You know, our idea of what we think is good for ourselves is nothing comparable to what God has for us. So, but I feel like first you have to believe that, um, you know, because I think people tend to think, oh, I'm, you know, well, I might not find another person I love or who understands me in this way, but it's like, yes, you will. Trust me, yes, you will. Like this population is huge, yes, you will. Um, but regardless, I just don't think that, you know, thinking that you won't find something again or just being comfortable with the way you're living is never okay to choose to be abused in any way. And it doesn't even have to be um, domestic physical abuse 
emotional abuse, mental abuse. I don't think that's ever okay. You know, we we weren't put here to receive that from anybody, you know. So first you need to love on yourself. And I definitely think that requires doing some type of self-reflection, you know, why am I choosing to stay here? Like, you know, what has been told to me before? Like, have have I been told that um, nobody's ever gonna wanna deal with me? Um, nobody is gonna love me the way that this person does? Um, those are all lies of the enemy. So I think first rooting those out of our heart and out of our minds, um, and then just truly like, you know, seeking God on this situation and just understanding that Listen, God is the only perfect one. So just understanding that whatever it is that we're looking for in other people, it, it has to come from God first. Let's switch over to your next baby. Yeah. A growth community for young girls. What is that about? Give us a little breakdown. Um, what's his purpose? How did you um, find this? Uh, um, how did you find her destiny? What made you decide to create this, this platform? Yes, that's my baby. Um, so it's funny because her destiny has always been like my passion project. It was just the one that I kind of told myself like, okay, like, you know, I'll do this later down the line once I'm a little bit more established in this way or like, you know, when you're older and things like that. Her destiny actually got put into my lap um, just through, at my church, I am on the students team. Um, and they do something called connect groups. So they were looking um, for just a couple different leaders um, to just, you know, do connect groups weekly for some of the students. So I, I got approached by our director at the time who they knew my heart for young girls and just like my story and stuff like that. And they were kind of just like, Dion, like, I think this is the perfect opportunity for you, so on and so forth. And I kind of was just like, it's just so funny because let me just tell you, when God gives you a purpose, like, you can't run from it. You really cannot because <laughs> I really tried to find every reason to even sabotage that out of fear. Like, just like, no, I have school going on and I have my daughter and I have this and that. But it was just like, they were like, okay, you can be flexible. You can do it. Like you can do your schedule, whichever way you wanted to. Like when it just kept getting like presented like that, I'm just kind of like, you know, you don't have any reason why you can't do this. And that's another reason why that quote that I shared in the beginning being my favorite really resonates with me for everything because I will tell, try to tell myself that I have to have it all together before I can do them. And it's just kind of like, no, like God really equips the call. Like you don't have to do anything in your own strength or, you know, on your own. Um, so, you know, I finally was kind of like, okay, I guess I will just go ahead and um, use this as like the blueprint for my actual baby that I plan on, you know, launching later down the line, but it actually became that. Um, and just the purpose of that is I feel like, so I grew up also, not only did I grow up in an African household, I'm an only child. So a lot of things I learned on my own, just, you know, through culture and society and just like going to school and just seeing how other people did things. So I really feel like I got through life by winking it because I'm kind of just like, okay, you know, because I didn't have an older sister or anything of that or older siblings. Like, of course I had, older cousins but that's still a little bit different so for the most part i was teaching myself a lot of things and because of that i made a lot of mistakes and i just you know i really feel like i just wish i understood my worth and stuff back then because i do think i would have saved myself a great deal of pain and just like turmoil and stuff but also at the same time i'm grateful for those experiences because 
it also produced a lot of wisdom for me. And, you know, I just tend to think about what would have saved me at that age. And simply, it would have been having a me right now. So that's simply just all I want to do. I just want to be able to be the person that I needed back then. Um, and then especially just given the, the climate of society and stuff now, for teenagers especially, you know, a lot of things is a lot more um, evolved and escalated compared to when we were growing up. So I kind of just want to be able to, um, you know, help them avoid making some of the mistakes I made um, and just helping them navigate life as they're trying to figure out certain things. You know, there's a lot of topics and things that we go through in um, middle school, high school that no one doesn't really <laughs> explain to us. Um, so now that I have, you know, my own experiences and wisdom and insight, I just want to be able to give that back to them. Some of us also wish that, you know, we had that mentor, you know, yeah. not just, not to say that, you know, we didn't have um, um, father figures or we didn't have parents in our lives, but um, say, for example, you know, you want to study engineering, right? But then there's no engineer in the, in the family. Exactly. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not harder to really navigate that field or even come out successfully, right, uh, in that field because you really didn't have that figure within the family, you know, to, to help you navigate your way to becoming an engineer. But yep. with that, with that um, broken vessel, our destiny, what are some of the amazing feedbacks that you've gotten so far um, in this journey? Um, you know, so for my blog, for one, I've just gotten, um, you know, the fact that it's something that's needed, um, just, you know, um, appreciation for my transparency through my posts and things like that, you know, just touching on certain um, topics and things that people often shy away from. So you know, just saying like, oh, wow, like I can tell that this is going to be good or this, you know, me reading this was healing. I think that was probably the best um, compliment I received. And I'm just kind of like, whoa, like, you know, it's it's different. Like, you know, you think you're doing something. You're just like, OK, God, like I'm praying that this was my best and stuff like that. But just hearing like, you know, this freed me in this way or this. Oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't think about this. Or I didn't consider this in this way. It's just it, it really does feel good. And it does push me to um, just keep going and um you know, just keep sharing, especially same thing with her destiny, just, just seeing the girls being able to just be open and then also just um, them being able to network with other girls their age. And because it doesn't have to necessarily be girls that she went to the school, the same school with, um, but just being able to be around like-minded people, because I know what that can be like as a struggle when you're trying to push yourself to go in a certain direction, but then you have those few couple people where it's just like, they're kind of still like, not necessarily holding you back, but their way of doing things is a different type of way. And it's kind of like, naturally you're gonna fall into that a little bit because those are your friends or, you know, you once were that person, but you're trying to get away. Um, so it's definitely created space for that, which is great. Yeah, um, you try to sugarcoat that, but there are definitely some people who try to hold you back for sure. But you gotta you gotta be aware of them people in your circle and try your possible best to stay away from them now. Don't sit yeah. let's not sugarcoat that stuff. Let's not sugarcoat it. Did you so yeah, no, I mean I, I definitely feel you. It's definitely difficult, especially when you're just like, dang, this has been my friend or whatever for so long. And it's just kind of like, but I'm going this way, guys pull me this way. But I think something too, even for myself that I have to hold on to is that as you're elevating or as you're um moving in a certain direction, God is going to present you with new community and people who serve um, where you're headed. Right. 
spoke spoke a bit about um, the um, amazing things you know that are happening. Let's speak a little bit about the setbacks because, like you said, right, those gray areas. Uh, what are some What are some of your gray areas? What are some of the things that you struggle with? What are some of the things that keep you awake at night? Um, my mental. I I'm like an overanalyzer. I think my mind is like in a constant go. Like I'm always thinking. So honestly, like I said, I, sometimes I still struggle with like self-sabotage. And then also like, I just have, I experience anxiety and stuff like that. So sometimes like, you know, I can be, feel so crippled that I won't like still keep moving. Like I'll kind of just like really like sulk in it sometimes, which that's not a bad thing. Cause sometimes you do like, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So sometimes you do need to like sit through your emotions and work through that. So you can, um, so your produ your productivity can come from a high place and, you know, you can make sure that you're always, you know, giving your best effort towards something. So yeah, I, I definitely believe in that, but sometimes I can like, I can take it a little overboard and just my mind is just in a constant twirl. So I think I'm just trying to work on compa combating my thoughts and just constantly just trying to be optimistic about certain things and understand that I'm doing my best and I'm, I'm doing all that I can, you know. Um, again, that whole, I don't need to be a perfectionist, so. When your mind goes at 100 miles per hour and you turn around, for example, or you ask your boyfriend or you ask him a question about what you're thinking and he goes, hmm, I'm not thinking anything by it. What reaction do you know? I mean, how do you, how would you normally react, react from that? Does that piss you off? Do you just let it go, move on? <laughs> so I, I try I tend to be realistic if, but if I give my honest answer maybe like at first glance I probably am like what do you mean but it's kind of like okay well Dion like you are kind of catching him off guard as well and you have to understand that y'all is again y'all are still separate people so the things that you're thinking about and twirling about he doesn't like my again me and my boyfriend were so opposite I consider him he's a free spirit like he can just like Honestly, he encourages me, um, but he can just like do things. And like, he just has this high faith in himself when it comes to certain stuff where here I am like, okay, let me make sure is one plus one equaling two. Is this adding up? Like, hold on, are we sure? Um, so I do think like we learn from each other in that way, but sometimes like I might like, you know, um, project my own anxiety and stuff on him just because of things I'm thinking. I kind of have to come back and be like, okay, that wasn't fair, you know? Um, y'all process things in two different ways so you can't expect for while your anxiety is up here for his anxiety to be up here it's just kind of like no so we do balance each other in that way uh, if you had to give uh, what advice would you give yourself your um uh, let's say you go 10 years back right 10 years back what advice would you give yourself then stop looking at other people in society to find your identity mm. um I think when I was younger, I was so unsure of myself and just like, you know, I didn't really like the skin I was in. If I'm just being honest, I was just like, if I saw somebody do this today, I'd kind of be like, oh, maybe let me try this. Even it could be something as simple as an outfit or like a hairstyle. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, people were, um, you know, people were super into this person's this. So like, oh, maybe let me try this and let's see if I get the same reaction and things like that. And it's just like, that caused so many different falls for me just because it's like, I was looking for people to accept me as so many different versions, but myself. 
Um, and I should have, I needed to just do more so focusing and concreting who I am and like who God created me to be and what makes me unique and special instead of trying to take a little bit of this from here and this from here and here from here and, you know, just like dump it all into me because it got confusing, honestly. And I feel like it was college where it just became super, super just like everywhere because it's kind of like, I've been telling myself that I'm this way for so long, but then I get to college and I'm being um, open to a whole new world. And like, you know, I'm being exposed to a whole new other things and people. And it's just kind of like, okay, now like, do I adapt in this way to fit in and stuff like that? And it's just kind of like, I think I feared like being singled out, but there's so much power there. And I didn't realize that like, you know, it's okay to be in your own lane and to be your own person. And everybody doesn't always have to agree with who you are or the things you do, but just being able to advocate for yourself and stand firm in that um, is just what I really wish I knew back then. Ten years from today, right? When it's all said and done, what would you wish you must have accomplished? Oof. Hmm. I, that's interesting because I tend to be the queen of accomplishments and it's like i'm even trying to like get away from that because that's a good thing yeah because what which part the accomplishing stuff no you're the queen of accomplishing stuff that's a good yeah, thing but sometimes it's kind of like okay at what point do you just get to rest in who you are like sometimes it feels like okay now that i've accomplished this what's next now that i've accomplished this what's next and it's just like sometimes just like bask in some of these things and just be content there it's just like okay you checked off this goal and that's great like now like just truly like you know navigate that and work there instead of just trying to be like okay I did this now like let me go on and do this and it's just like there's so much I believe that I have so much life still left to live and I don't need to just rush to do everything in a span of one day you know like it's okay to to separate these things out and just say like, this is the phase I'm currently in and let me just, you know, let me rest here. Let me play this advocate to what you just said, right? Okay. Uh, look at Bezos, for example. He can go and rest now, right? But prior to that, he worked his tail off. He did. not be where he is today if he didn't work his tail off. So this notion that we, you know, this in this generation got that we feel like Okay, we were running at 100 miles per hour. Let's take a you know a breather. Are we also realizing that we just went through a lockdown, right? COVID, right? We didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. We have so much time, you know, to stay home, but yet a lot of people came out with nothing to show for, right? So, don't we think that we need to look at that point a little bit different, deeper? So I agree, but I'm still kind of I'm on the other fence on the other side of the fence with it, just because I think people tend, like they beat themselves up in this last year because they felt like they weren't productive in a certain way. And it's just like, look at what's happening. Like, it's hard to be productive right now. That's not something you should beat yourself up about. That's okay. Like to even make it through the next day, like Jesus, like it's, it's a lot, you know? Um, so I think like just you're, you're, you need to make sure you need to prioritize that your own mental health and just how you're feeling internally first, because we kind of, we do this thing where we're running, 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 then we end up being burnt out. Then we don't have anything. So 
I just think like, you know, if it's okay, like nobody's not saying like not to work and not to be productive. And trust me, I'm talking to myself because I'm always doing something, but make sure that you're also creating space to just rest and just be still for a second. Because again, you, you won't be great. You can't do anything if you're not refilling yourself. And the thing is, you don't want to like be so um, concerned about producing, producing, producing that what you're producing is not even like making any type of impact, you know, then that, that's, that there's no point there. So, um, but to answer your question in all, um, 10 years from now, I just, I don't know. I just want to be able to know that I always put my best foot forward. Um, I just always did everything with intention. Um, I made an impact. I just want to know that the things um, or the people that I come across that I didn't just, I wasn't just like another empty space, but I was actually useful and I provided something. Follow-up question to that. What is one thing you want our listeners or the viewers and watchers right now to take away from this episode? Um, invest in your healing, invest in your wellness. I think that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. Um, if you haven't, definitely please develop a relationship with God because I think that is the foundation for everything. Everything you do, anything you put your mind to is going to come from there. Um, and I just think that that's very important. But yeah, take your healing serious. Um, because if not, I feel like, you know, you ruin good things that have potential. And honestly, we don't, I don't think we pay attention to how much we affect other people we come across um, when we don't heal ourselves. Um, so yeah, definitely make your wellness a priority. If you could change one or two things right now, currently going on in the world, what would that be? What would those be? <sighs> that is such a loaded question. Um, well, speaking for myself, I really just, I'm not fond of the economy right now. Like the cost of living is crazy. Like I just, I'm like, this is, I don't know. I'm not a economics major or anything, but I, I wish something could be done there. Cause I don't like that. You know, a lot of people feel like they have to live paycheck to paycheck or they're struggling to make it, um, to their next paycheck or just, you know, even just trying to navigate that middle space um, and just, you know, the cost of living or just a lot of things, it's just like sky high. Um, so yeah, I think that's just definitely one of the many things right now that I, I think about a lot where I'm just like, gosh, adulting is, whew, it's difficult. It is difficult. If you could recommend one book um, to anybody right, who wants to, um, get well, you know, get into wellness and wholeness and know mm -hmm. what book would that be? Or any book in general. Okay, so my favorite book right now is Crushing by T.D. Jakes. Um, it, it, oh my gosh, it goes hand in hand really with my, um, with my blog really, but he just talks about um, turning pressure into power and just how, how you know, grapes have to go through a refinement process before they can be turned into wine. Um, but I think like just his perspective in that book a lot, just about how we can be broken or just dismantled in this way, or just like, you know, completely shattered and stuff like that. But there's still power 
and um, all of the things we faced, all of the things we've encountered. And, you know, you can still be made great and made whole. Wholeness by Toray Roberts is also really good. Gotcha. Definitely check that out. How can people connect with you, um, with your blog and everything? Yes. So my personal Instagram page is it's Dion Khadijah. Um, my blog Instagram is writings from a broken vessel. Um, our Twitter page is WFABV. Um, and yeah, you can connect with me there. And, oh, and also my blog website, duh, I forgot, is <laughs> www.wfabv.com. And check it out. We have, I have a tab on there um, just for different resources. So as you ask, like, you know, books, I have a directory link on there um, to start your therapy journey. I have a link on there to get you to the Bible app. I have a link on there for um, just a bunch of other wellness brands um, and platforms that I advocate for that I completely love. Um, I have a couple links on there for podcasts and stuff that I listen to that have definitely helped me. Um, I, right now I'm kind of sharing different blog posts monthly. I also do monthly reflection questions on there. Um, and I am slowly but surely developing our merch side. So we have a lot of good things in store coming up in these next two months. So definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's all going to be in the show notes, guys. So <laughs> summary of this video. Um, before we close, I got to ask this question, you know, because I've been taking, I had to do my own little survey, you know. So my survey question was who um, in Africa, in the continent of Africa, um, who are the most crazy women? You know, I got Sierra Leone women. Why do I hear I this all the time? Oh my goodness. So I'm not going to say we're crazy. We just have a way of doing things. And hmm. we just, we're a little short fused, like a little, just a little bit. It was a little like, bit. Like this much? That you, much. Like you can't even, it's like a drop. You can't even see it. Uh. <laughs> we, we, we just, we're precise. That's it. You just, you have to come correct. That's all. We're just, we're very big on just people in their personalities and things like that. But I don't think we're crazy. I think we're sweet. Okay. You guys heard it from um, Beyond Man, you know what I mean? Clearly women are not crazy. So let's, <laughs> let's kind of cut that, 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 that chit chat um, that, that's going on. Yes, now. definitely. <laughs> Appreciate you. Also, we got the best gel off rice if anybody wanted to know. Just got to plug that in. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Right. No, appreciate you. Appreciate Shameless your time. Plug, I just got to say. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm definitely going to get somebody to write a blog post on. You know, so you're going to win, Hopefully I can find oh, some. Oh, gosh. Women. Well, make sure it comes past me so I can edit it. You bet. You bet. <laughs> Good time. Appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. Sharing, um, everything that you do. Um, hopefully 2021 is a much better year than 2020. And as the year goes by, you know, just keep you know, producing, keep investing in yourself and your mental health as well. And hopefully, you know, very soon we're going to hear that, you know, you have your own mental health, you know, spot. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Stuff, stuff like that. So yes. shout out to you. Shout out to your daughter, your boyfriend. You guys keep doing what you do. You know, um, you've been listening and watching to Stuck in Middle Podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, and movers and shakers of a, a media community uh, where you hear stories, advice, and breaking the mold. Don't forget to review and follow this show on all social platforms at Stuck in Middle Podcast. We love your engagement and participation. 
Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're, not, if you're watching via YouTube, um, our email down here as well. It's sitmpodcast237 at gmail.com. Send us questions, concerns, referral, guest referrals as well. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you, Dion, for stopping. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, stuck in the podcast, and we are out.